so many people all over the world um, that are really, really hurting and going through things, um, especially in their families and with their children. Um, can someone get me some tissue if you don't mind? Because I can just feel the tears flowing already. Um, I just want to talk about the importance of engaging in spiritual warfare. I don't really know. Thank you so much. Thank you. I don't really know um, if we, let me just speak for myself. Um, we have to really be aware of what's happening in the spirit. There's so much that's happening in the spiritual realms. And I know when we read our scriptures, we know that, okay, there's spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We kind of say that, right? I know that. I get that. But I just don't know if we really truly are engaged and understand the power that we have inside of us. Prayer is not something to be taken lightly. It's something that we need to be fully engaged in. It's almost as if it's a battle. Does that make sense, you all? So I'm not preaching with anyone. You guys know I'm not a preacher. Uh, I'm just sharing my life with you all, and I'm so grateful you've had me here to speak. Uh, one of the passages, and I'm just going to reference a lot because I only have, I think, 15 or so minutes that was given to me, but one of the passages I live by um, is Ephesians chapter 6. If you all can turn that really quickly to Ephesians chapter 6. And I'm just going to do a lot of paraphrasing because I got a lot to throw at you in less than 15 minutes. But Ephesians chapter 6 teaches us something really powerful. And, and we've got to make sure that we get this and let this soak in our spirit. So Ephes my Bible is all torn up, but, but I'm not missing any pages. So you may see me holding a page just because I've cried and held on to this for so long. But Ephesians chapter 6 teaches us our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities. Let me look at the clock up here, make sure I'm respecting the time. Against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And then it goes on to talk about we need to put on the full armor of God. I'm not gonna read it all through because I've got more verses I wanna share with you. But do you guys get that? That uh, the struggle, so, so the children we're pray, uh, praying for, I know many of you, you've been praying for your children for years. Many of us, we are, you know, some of our kids are going through things or praying for family members and such. You guys know that the struggle really is in the spirit? Mm -hmm. are, you, are you aware that we get to go before everything that happens in the physical? This is how I look at it. It actually happens in the spirit first. Mm -hmm. And the Bible actually teaches us that if we really open our eyes and see it, it happens in the spirit first. Why do you think Joshua, when they marched around Jericho, what were they doing? What were they doing? What, what was King David doing before he went into war? Why, why did Elisha, uh, what was that, 2 Kings chapter 6 or so? Why did Elijah, when his servant was freaking out when the king of Aram was coming after him? You guys remember that? And remember his, ser his servant was just like, what are we going to do? This army's around. What did Elijah say? Who remembers that? He, he prayed for God to open his eyes. And he says in 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So there's passages that I just, I rely on heavily to remind me of who I am. Now, when we read scriptures, you guys can turn to um, uh, um, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. We all know that one, right? We are a royal priesthood, a chosen people, holy nation, people belonging to God, right? We can kind of ramble that off. But do we know what that means about being a chosen people in a royal priesthood? We have authority. And that's the main thing that, that's making me in tears now is that what hurts my heart is I don't know if we really understand we have authority. We get to go ahead in the spirit and proclaim what is to happen as long as it's in the will of God. We actually do. Someone turn to Matthew 18, 18 and look at what that says. And again, I'm paraphrasing because I only have a few minutes to speak to you all. But what does Matthew 18, 18 teach us? 
Whatever we loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So what does that mean? What does it mean? Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. And you, but that means you have authority. You still don't believe me? Go to Genesis. Start in chapter 1. Look at verse 26. Remember when God told us that he gave us dominion. And he says over the birds of the air and, and over the fish of the sea. That's not just a bird or a fish. That's the realms. We literally have dominion over the air, over the sea, over the land. It's, it's speaking of dominion. You all, please write down uh, Revelations chapter 1, verse 6. I know we've studied Revelations a little bit, um, and, and I've heard some people speak on it, but write down Revelations chapter 1, verse 6, and then go to Revelations chapter 5, verse 10. You all know what John was talking about. These are the visions, some of the visions that he saw, right? What does it mean when he's talking about we are a kingdom of priests? What is he talking about? In some versions, depending on your Bible, if you have the King James, he's talking about you are kings and priests. We get to stand in authority. Romans, let's turn to Romans chapter 8. My God, Romans chapter 8. Again, uh, you all, I'm not, I, I want you to please understand I come with love and humility. I don't think I'm better than anyone in this room, and I respect the fact that, you know, there's so many people in this room that can run circles around me. We have, man, elders and just so many people in here. I love and respect you guys. I'm just speaking from my heart what, what keeps me in this fight. When you go to Romans chapter 8, let's just park here for a moment if we don't do anything else. Because, gosh, we got to engage in spiritual battle. When we go to Romans chapter 8, all my life as a Christian, I've read this and never really sunk in about what does this really mean. So in Romans chapter 8, and I think it starts off in verse uh, 11 or so, when, when he says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Let's just stop there for a moment. So do we believe that the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us, yes or no? Yes. Do we believe that? Okay, so if we believe that, then what does that mean? Now go down to verse 15. Somebody, somebody look at what verse 15 talks about. For we were not... Receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you That's right. That's right. We did not receive a spirit that makes us a slave again to fear, but we received a spirit of sonship. And it goes on to talk about um, by him we cry, Abba, Father. And then it says if that the same spirit testifies with our spirit, if that same spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, then what are we? Somebody read verse 17. What are we then? If that's the case, then we are heirs. What you mean I'm an heir? Heirs of God and what? Co-heirs with who? So what does that mean when we go in warfare in the spirit? Thank you. That's exactly what that means. And so I want to encourage you all. This is what this is what gives me life. Engage in spiritual warfare. And when you pray, stand and know the authority that you stand in. You guys, the enemy does not have as much power as you think he has. You are stronger than you realize. As we pray over our children, as we pray over our families, as we pray over those who are going through so much in life, do you understand that we have the authority to bind the strong man? Now, when I say strong man, I'm talking in the spirit. You actually have authority to bind the strong man. We just read in Matthew 18, 18, whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. We have to stand with that authority. It's that authority that we stand in. That's the part that I'm just bursting in my heart trying to get out. 
Sometimes I'm on my floor at home, like the other night, you guys would have thought something's wrong with me. I'm literally on my floor, on the floor, and I'm saying, God, give me the capacity to pray. Give me the capacity to have powerful, effective prayers, which, by the way, when we pray, we need to be praying using the scriptures, you guys. We need to be reminding God. That's how I like to say it. I like to, ask, I like to say, God, open up your book of remembrance concerning me. So when I'm praying and I'm quoting like Psalm 91, 11, right? And I'm saying he'll command his angels concerning me. They'll lift my feet up so I won't strike my foot against a stone. Then I go to Psalm 91, 14. And I say, God, you tell me that because you love me, says the Lord, I'll rescue you. I'll protect you because you are mine. Because you love me. You get my point? We have to pray using the very words of God because the word of God is the sword of the what? Come on, you guys. The word of God is the sword of the, of the spirit, which is taught to us in Ephesians 6. That's that full armor that we put on. We put on that breastplate of righteousness. We put on that belt of truth. Am I right? We put on that shield, right? That sword, which is the arm of God, the helmet of salvation. You're stronger than you believe you are. You're a lot stronger. And in the spirit, when we pray, we pray with that authority. So that's how I pray over my family. That's how I pray over my loved ones. Many times we wait for things to happen and then we get engaged in prayer. Well, by that time, and I'm saying this loosely, so please take this the right way. By that time, it's already happened. So, so train yourself to go ahead in the spirit. Discipline yourself to get up in the middle of the night and pray. You know, my daughter and my, and my sons, they know. They know mama is praying in the middle of the night. Typically at about 1 to 2 in the morning and again from about 3 to 4 in the morning or so. Now, my daughter got on me the other night. She said, Mom, you, you, you need to, you, you, you're praying quite a bit. I'm like, but you're doing good, ain't you? <laughs> you're doing good, ain't you? You, you guys have, you have to realize, someone put a video up on YouTube a while ago. And really, I wish everybody would watch it. It was a guy. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's coming in my spirit. He used to be a satanic worshiper for years. He was one of those high-ranking whatever. Now he's given his life over to God. He's a minister. There's one thing he said that really got me so good. He said, even like the weakest of Christians, like the weakest of, when they engage in prayer, he said, there's a light that they don't see that we see, and I can't even engage in them. Like, I can't even do anything. He said, there's some people he was assigned to bring down. He couldn't even bring those kids down. And he said, you know why? Because they had a mother or a father, someone that was lifting them in prayer every day. And he talks about this light. Now, some people may say, oh, I don't get into all of that. Well, that's fine. If you don't want to think that way, that's fine. But I'm trying to let you all know that everything, everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual that we go through. Remember the book of Acts chapter 16, you guys, when Paul and Silas was in prison? Remember that? What did they do when Paul and Silas was in prison? What did they do? What broke the chains and got them out of jail? What was it? Thank you. And what else did they do? They, they, they went into praise, right? There was prayer, the power, it, it was effective prayer. They went into praise, am I right? So sometimes we read those passages and it's like, oh, that's cool. No, it works. It's powerful. It's almost as if you get God's attention. You know, so I'm going to be ending this soon because I only had a few minutes to, to, to talk to you all. But I love you all. I want you to be encouraged. I'm, I'm letting you know we have to be engaged in spiritual warfare. This is why I'm in my closet praying a lot. And I know I may overdo it. Some people may be thinking something's wrong with you because you spend so much time in your closet. But let me just tell you something. The mysteries of the spirit are revealed in that place. Even in my business, in my company, everything that I do, God has given it to me in the spirit. You know, I go through things with my kids. You think I don't, right? You guys know I lost one of my sons, right? 
But do, are you guys aware that my son gave his life over to God before yeah. he passed away? Some of you guys know that, right? Exactly. Spiritual warfare, right? Going in that hospital room, and I'd be dang if the enemy's going to have my son. Are you kidding me? You go ahead in the spirit. You know, the enemy loves to pick up on that weakness, you know? And so if you sit around timid, and this I'm not putting anyone down, I'm speaking with love. But if you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, and your focus is, oh, I just don't know, and that... You got to understand, all you're doing is giving the enemy power. You have to know who you are in the spirit. And be careful of the words that you speak. Your words are like prophecies because you are priests and you are kings before God. You are heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. You even need to be careful with the words that you speak because you're just that powerful. I love you all. I pray you've been encouraged.